0: Yoga is something unreplaceable, something that uh, no one can take away from me because it's just me, it's inside of me, it comes from myself.
1: My conversation with Lily Manuel, a yoga teacher from Armenia and the yoga studio founder of Shakti Yoga, was so lovely as we unpacked what a younger yoga is and how it became Lily's passion. As Lily says, yoga brings you back home to yourself and can become an irreplaceable part of yourself. If you're looking to tune into a podcast episode that is all about yoga in Armenia, then this is the conversation for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen-Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga, and we'll talk to people from around the world. Before diving into the episode, I wanted to invite you to head on over to my Patreon account. I would love your support, and I'm thrilled to have this beautiful community space where we can do yoga together, meditate together, and you'll get access to exclusive content. Get ready for some private Zoom Q&As, free printable art, meditation recordings, and more. Follow the link in the show notes to get started or head on over to any of my social media channels or my website, wildyogatribe.com to hang out, get to know each other better and find out more about all the support and resources available to you. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Namaste, family, and welcome back to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Lily Manuel, a passionate yoga teacher from Armenia. And it's always wonderful to get to welcome a Lily (laughs) onto the podcast. So two Lilies get to talk together. So as I mentioned, Lily is from Armenia and she's a dedicated yoga teacher. With Iyengar, with that tradition. So she has eight years of teaching experience at Shakti Yoga, a studio that she herself founded in Armenia. And Lily has multiple certifications 200, 300 hour yoga teacher trainings, therapeutic yoga certificates. And now she's pursuing her 500 hour Iyengar teacher training certification. So thank you so much, Lily, for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with you.
0: Hello, Lily. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Lily, for this wonderful project. It's really very nice. Thank you for invitation also. Oh,
1: thank you for being here. So, Lily, I would love to ask you, what initially drew you to the practice of yoga? How did yoga come into your life?
0: I was working as a flight attendant, and I saw one movie that someone was sitting and meditating I didn't know, was it yoga, was it meditation, what meditation actually was. Because in Armenia, yoga was not common in those years, like 10, 12 years ago. And I just felt by intuition that it is something that is mine. Then I saw one of my colleagues, flight attendant, was practicing yoga somewhere. And I asked him where he is practicing He told his teacher name and I went to his teachers and started to practice with him also. He started to teach to give classes in parks. I went with him and started my yoga path. Since the very first day, I knew that yoga is something that is going to be with me my whole life. And when I was practicing yoga, I was also working as flight attendant, had never time to go to practice yoga. Just one day, I decided to quit my job and go to India and to practice yoga. That's how yoga came to my life.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And what made you choose Iyengar yoga as your primary passion and the focus of your teaching?
0: Iyengar yoga, I like because it is more detailed. I like everything more detailed and very deep. Why Iyengar Yoga? I was searching yoga, which will be very deep and will give me more knowledge. And one of my Rishikesh trips, I met with a guy who had a teacher of Senor Iyengar uh, Iyengar Yoga teacher. His teacher was Senor Iyengar Yoga teacher. And he said that he's doing retreats in Rishikesh every year for 10 days. And I just asked him to join. And next year, I came back to Rishikesh to join his classes. And I really fell in love with Iyengar Yoga. This, as I mentioned, it is, uh, for me, uh, more detailed, more deep. It teaches a lot of awareness, gives a lot of intelligence about you. So that's why I decided Iyengar yoga. That's how I started my Iyengar yoga path.
1: Wonderful. And I agree, Iyengar is so detailed, very precise. And it's about, I think, really getting to know each asana, right? Each pose.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And how do your students, do they like Iyengar yoga when you're teaching that? How do you find that they're responding to Iyengar yoga?
0: I was going to India every year since I had a studio. They were feeling different a little when I was coming back uh, from classes. Yes, as a yoga teacher, you want to learn something new, to bring something new to your students. But as I came back from Iyengar yoga, I felt that they loved even more. And people come even more and continue practicing yoga. They just don't quit after month membership card is expired. They like to continue. I think they like most of all like that. I like the anger yoga.
1: Beautiful. And I would love to hear Lily too about your journey founding Shakti Yoga in Armenia. What inspired you to start your own yoga studio?
0: When I started in Armenia, as I mentioned, there were not so many yoga studios. There were just few. When I was a flight attendant, I loved my job, but I was always thinking to do something my own, not to depend on work and to do something that I really like. It happened spontaneously. I just decided to have my kind of, spiritual corner that was my yoga studio it was very small for just 6 people when i started and after one year i saw that it's not enough for 6 people and started to search for a new place for a bigger place for more people uh, how i was inspired the reason as i mentioned i always wanted to have something mine and it was a way to have my spiritual corner. It happened by intuition. And fortunately, it's already eight years still works.
1: Wow, eight years. It's amazing. And I know that you mentioned too that yoga in Armenia 10 years ago was not very popular. So could you tell me, was it scary for you to open a yoga studio when it wasn't something that everyone in Armenia was looking to practice yoga. Could you tell me more about that?
0: You know, I was not even thinking, will it work or it will not work. I, I, will, I had inner belief that it's going to work because I had some friends who told they will come, but those friends who told they will come, They never came. (laughs) Quite different people just started to come to yoga. It's strange, but when I look back, I remember, I understand that I was not scared. It was not scary. I just decided to start and I started.
1: It's amazing when you just know you're stepping into what you're supposed to be doing and you're like, yep, I don't care. It's going to happen. You're trusting the universe. That's really beautiful.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. You're right, Lily. I trusted the universe.
1: Amazing. And so I also wanted to hear just about yoga in Armenia, maybe now or in the past. Is it becoming something that women are practicing or men, young people, old people? Are there now 10 studios in your capital city with you? Could you tell us about the landscape of yoga in Armenia?
0: When I started, the average age was from 24 to 34. After some time, for a long time, the age of people and all female, no man in Armenia, was practicing like maximum 10%. Uh, It's a little bit about mentality also. So why men should do yoga, men should do box or something (laughs) strong, gym. But now I noticed, even today I spoke about that, that there are a lot of young girls about 18 years old who practice yoga and they just don't come for fashion. They really like yoga and they practice yoga continuously. For me, it is surprising that young girls practice yoga. What concerns men? Unfortunately, I still don't have enough men who practice yoga. They just come sometimes. Just one man, two men, maximum three men in yoga class. That's how it works. Even if I had men man yoga teacher mostly still women were coming to yoga class. In Armenia, men still cannot overcome to come to yoga. The fact that they also should do yoga, that still works, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I understand that. And it's it's becoming more and more, slowly and slowly. But isn't it interesting that in India, yoga was initially for all men exclusively and now around the whole world, it's like women are flocking to it. Do you ever reflect on that and how curious that is?
0: My anger teacher is a man. We are about 60 people in our anger yoga teacher training course. And we have only one guy. <laughs> and my teacher also says that mostly females come to yoga classes because they think yoga is for women. Why? Because men are not flexible and yoga is something soft, something easy, so not for men. It is because of lack of flexibility, one reason, and another reason they think that it is not something strong for men. That's why. What I wanted to say as I traveled, maybe I saw mostly in India that men do yoga or foreigners come to yoga. But what concerns in Asia, like in Bali, like in Nam, and I was in Kuala Lumpur also, maximum 25% that I could see that men come, but not very regular, just sometimes. That's what I saw. I think even in Asia still, men do not do yoga so much.
1: Gotcha. Lily, also, I wanted to ask how immersing yourself in the culture and the practices of different Asian countries, like in India, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Bali, Vietnam, how has that enriched your understanding of yoga and its philosophies?
0: I think for Asian countries, it is more common. I think they practice, it's like the food for them. What I noticed, it's like a culture, so everyone will go to yoga. For example, philosophy for Vietnam, for Indonesia, yoga philosophy is closer to a little to their religion. I think so. So they take uh, yoga easier and they practice, as I said, like food. They just go to yoga. They don't think that they should miss or something. Everyone goes, no matter how old they are.
1: Do you think it's important for yoga teachers to go to India and learn yoga or to go to an Asian country to learn from teachers in the that have roots in the ancient kind of traditions?
0: I think India is the best because Indian atmosphere is quite different. India is different. I love India very much, and I think uh, Indian teachers are still different. My teacher is also Indian. He just uh, lives in Malaysia. I found my teacher in Rishikesh. It depends. I think it depends. It depends what you want. It depends where you want to travel, what you want to learn. But India for a yoga teacher is something different. I think, Lily, really you can understand what I mean because the Indian atmosphere is quite different.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very nice. sacred, very holy, very. Yeah, there is like a purity to the energy as well.
0: Yeah, there is something mystic. <laughs> yes, our mm. atmosphere is. You can understand what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And I think that going to India is incredible. Of course, the sights, the sounds, the colors, the cows in the street, the food, but in holy cities like Rishikesh, where there's Mother Ganga, the Ganges River that runs through it, there is that aura. I love that word that you selected, an aura to the place. Mm -hmm. And it feels pure and sacred, as I mentioned, but it is an incredible place to practice yoga. And the teachers, I just appreciate that While it's not true for every Indian teacher, of course, but it's a lineage that's been passed down from teacher to student, and it is more part of their culture. Most schools are practicing yoga with the kids, or the families are practicing, or it's just more commonplace, and it feels more embedded in the fabric of their being. Where we in the West, maybe, or in different countries where yoga is a newer tradition, or Maybe it's more at gyms, athletic-based, asana practice. It feels like something you take an hour to do a day. And where in India, it feels more like part of the life.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can understand. Yes, (laughs) definitely. definitely
1: Yeah, let's go back. (laughs) Because I know, Lily, you've been seven times, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so great. Lily, I wanted to know, what do you think is the most powerful lesson that yoga has taught you? or a powerful gift that yoga has given you?
0: Oh, what a wonderful question that I need to think because it has given a lot. If you mean to mention just one, it is something that, yes, it's very powerful, something that I cannot explain. Yoga gave me, since, since the very first day, as I said, that I practiced yoga, i could feel like when i do yoga i feel at home i feel i come back to me that is the most powerful that yoga give me i just come back home to myself not ego self but that brings closer to that me fully at home that i am me
1: perfect and i ask every yoga teacher on the podcast what is your personal definition of yoga
0: Oh, for people, every person has his own perception about yoga. Saying yoga, people understand very different things, especially I see students also understand differently. They have their own perception. What concerns me, what is yoga for me? uh, I always say yoga is not something outside of me. Yoga it's in myself it's not something even that i love because it's not outside of me yoga is just me it just inside of me it has always been there it's just me i don't know how to explain that but it's really what i feel yoga is something unreplaceable Something that uh, no one can take away from me because it's just me. It's inside of me. Comes from myself.
1: Something irreplaceable that no one can take away from you. That's beautiful to feel that it is just such a part of you, like your own heart or your lungs. Like I like that.
0: Yeah, and it's my especially Iyengar yoga is my passion. I can practice from three to seven hours. And it's amazing uh, how I don't notice how the time flies.
1: You're in the flow state.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And for our listeners who don't know too much about Armenia, they're maybe unfamiliar with your culture or even where your country isn't on map. Would you mind telling our listeners more about Armenia?
0: Yes, of course. Honestly, when I just started yoga, People were asking if it's religion because Armenia is a Christian country. 99% of people are Christians. Armenia is famous as the first country that accepted Christianity as a national religion. And many years, five, six years only, I was Hearing if it's a religion, if you change the religion, if I come to yoga, if I will change the religion. I was hearing that all the time, and honestly, I was already bored of that question. <laughs> but recent times, Lily, no one is asking. Everyone just likes to do yoga. Every second person knows what is yoga or already practices yoga less than more. Or just says, oh, yoga, I also want to do yoga. (laughs) Now nobody speaks about it. Now in Armenia, it's very common and there are really many yoga centers nowadays. Already three, four years, it's very common
1: and popular in Armenia. That's great. That's awesome. And in terms of Armenia as a country, do you have a lot of mountains? Do you have something that Armenia is really known for? Maybe a type of food, anything special about your country to share?
0: Oh, Lily, you are, you already mentioned. Yes, our mountains are very popular, are very touristy. If you search in Google, it is included in 21 best countries to hike for its mountains which includes Silk Road also and it is on 12th place for 2023 countries to go for hike we have also nice waterfalls high mountains all are above 3,000 there are Wukans in the peak. You can see lakes when you go to the peak. And yes, nice mountains are always nice in all countries, of course. (laughs) But Armenia is known for mountains, most of all. And there are wonderful ancient monasteries on the top of mountains, uh, which are made by caves. Also, that is like from 5th century, from 4th century. It's also ancient country that you can find a lot of architectures also.
1: Perfect. Oh, yeah. I love hearing about the mountains and I love hiking. That's something I really do enjoy. And I always need another hike trip on the schedule. My husband does not like to hike in the same way I like to hike. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he likes to hike very flat spaces. He would prefer a long walk, <laughs> and I like to do more vertical tracks and trails. But I didn't know that about Armenia. So that's beautiful.
0: Mountains in Armenia are vertical. You will like. You will de- definitely like. <laughs>
1: Good. Perfect. Also, Lily, for our listeners who are curious about Armenia or about your studio, maybe they're planning a trip or have a question for you. Would you mind sharing here on the podcast, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I'll definitely put your social media in the show notes. So wherever they're listening, they can just scroll and click a button. And it'll also be on my website, wildyogatribe.com slash yoga in Armenia. There'll be a blog. all the links, a transcript of this episode as well, so people can read it. But here on the podcast, Lily, would you share your social media with us?
0: Of course, that's my pleasure. It is uh, Shakti Yoga Armenia. Uh, the meaning of Shakti, do you know, Lily?
1: Yes, I do. Our female power.
0: <laughs> yeah, female power. Because uh, I was not serious when I opened. I just, as I mentioned, uh, I believed in universe. It was spontaneous. I believe. It's something that will work, and did know, didn't know what to name my studio. Just asked two Indian teachers at the same time, messaged and said I needed advice for how to name what name to give to my studio. At the same time, message came Shakti from different people who don't even know each other. So that's how I named Shakti. Shakti, female power, divine energy. Yes. So it is called Shakti Yoga Armenia.
1: Perfect. Billy, do you offer any retreats or anything in Armenia or internationally?
0: At the moment, I do workshops and I do teacher training courses for 200 and 300 hours and collaborate with Indian school which is in Rishikesh, I collaborate with them. Retreats in summer sometimes I do, but mostly I do workshops concerning for example, I do tomorrow workshop for hips, pelvis area. The other day we were working on feet because it's common to INGAR to work separately, which gives awareness about the whole body. Most of all, I do workshops and teacher training course. But I think in future maybe we'll do some retreat out of Armenia. But now I'm not ready. It takes a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, you know. So,
1: Lily, I have loved talking with you. This has been so beautiful to get to hear your story about how yoga first come came into your life by a flight attendant friend, and now how it has become an irreplaceable part. Of yourself i think that's the journey is so lovely and i'm so grateful you took the time to be with me today thank you so much
0: thank you very much lily thank you for invitation thank you for suggesting me this nice program this nice project it's as i mentioned a wonderful project and it feels how you love the yoga i was happy to meet you thank you very much
1: for the gift of your attention today. If you feel called, please share this episode with someone who you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. I also hope you can join me online on my website, wildyogatribe.com, or on social media. I would love to get to know you better. I would love to share with you and to hear your thoughts. Send me a DM. Send me a note. Get in touch. It would be great to hear from you. And as always... Be well, dear one, be well.